episode 127 weighing in with travis hartman i am b money the producer that over there is the talent weekend trav weekend trav we're back from a hiatus we had some vacation stuff you were in england you know all all things going on but we had to pull an episode in right after the fourth of july because we have canelo alvarez just announced a few days ago canelo alvarez taking on jermel charlo surprising everybody undisputed super welterweight champ taking on Canelo Alvarez here September 30th. Holy moly, we can travel. Did anyone see this one coming? No, because Canelo is a super middleweight right now. He's 168 pounds. Jermel is 154 at super uh, welterweight or light middleweight. They call it, there's two There's two names for that weight class, but it's 154. And why we say Jermel is because his brother is Jermall, who is the middleweight champion of the world at 160. So a lot of people thought that's who he was fighting, but he's not. Canelo is actually fighting the lighter weighted brother, but I like the fight still. It's, I think, I think, and I'm not positive here, but I remember hearing this, that I think it's only the fourth time in the history of boxing that two undisputed champions have fought each other because Jermel owns all the titles at 154. Canelo owns all the titles at 168. And now they're both meeting, but they also are meeting at 168. So this, this fight is for only the titles at 168. Mm -hmm. Obviously they can't be for 154 too, because you have to weigh that. Yeah. Um, but I think it's an awesome fight. And everybody thinks that Canelo's the bigger guy, but what they don't realize is Canelo's five foot nine. Jermel is six foot one fifty-four. Yep. I don't think he's gonna be crazy undersized going into this fight. One, he's taller. Obviously, Canelo's a little wider. Uh, but I think it's a good fight. I, I like it. I think Canelo is always daring to 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 fight people that people don't think he should fight, whatever it is. What I do like though is that everybody's oh, he's dodging Benavides. I think that's wrong. I think that this fight gets us closer to him fighting Benavidez because Canelo just signed a contract with Al Heyman in the PBC and CBS series, Mm -hmm. which makes it even better because Benavidez is in that realm as well. So I think the Benavidez fight is around the corner. Gotcha. But first needs to get through Jermail Charlo, which in my opinion, he probably should. I think it it serves him better to go down in weight rather than not even down in weight uh, to meet an opponent going up in weight against him rather than Canelo going up in weight. Obviously, as we saw with him with better beef. Um, so Bavall, Jamel Charlo, Baval, sorry, sorry, yeah, my yeah. fault. Yes. With Baval. Uh, so September 30th, uh, as you mentioned, that will be an undisputed versus undisputed. Uh, so that should be an interesting setup. And like, like you said, also not necessarily ducking anybody but i think we were all expecting jermall charlo rather yeah. than him taking on his twin brother jermel charlo yeah. and that one we'll have plenty of time to talk about that as we get closer to september we want to shift gears a bit because there was a big women's fight and big because savannah marshall was in the fight we had savannah marshall taking on francon cruz Desern, who we have some experience with uh in the ring and we've never been impressed with but savannah marshall beats Cruz Desern, majority decision, 10 rounds, and is now the undisputed super middleweight woman's champion of the world, we can Trav. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty cool because Savannah Marshall's only loss as a pro was to Clarissa Shields in her last fight. So right. this is a pretty good bounce back fight, you know, getting all the titles at 168. But uh, yeah, we weren't very impressed with Francon Cruz Desern. Um, our girl that we trained, Ashley Curry, went the distance over eight rounds with uh, Francon and, and obviously lost the decision. Um, but I think it's cool because the women's division, there's not really anybody out there. So let's, why not see another rematch with Savannah Marshall and um, Clarissa Shields? Because honestly, who else can Clarissa Shields fight? 
there's nobody else out right there. well let's, you know what let's, i mean like it's it is what it is well let's talk about that a bit because if if anything if you're if your stat was correct and this might be the fifth time we've seen an undisputed versus undisputed i don't know if we're counting women's in there as well um uh, but savannah marshall possibly looking at clarissa shields again later on in this year and really clarissa shields trying to become the center of attention during this whole event as she went over to England. Uh, what was it? The OA arena or two arena. I don't know where it was. Yeah. A O A the AO arena in Manchester. Okay. England. So she went over there. She was doing some commentating work. You could hear her screaming during the whole match at, at her, her friend, her good friend, Frank Khan, uh, and then also barging in into the post fight press conference where she says to Savannah Marshall that she's going to let her have her moment and literally 30 seconds later starts interrupting the whole thing, rearranging her wig the whole time, just kind of embarrassing overall as an American coming off of our main holiday, the 4th of July. I'm a bit embarrassed uh, as the English boxing fans. They continue to be right about us as we go over there and try to instill our will over there, but very embarrassing on her part. You wouldn't expect that from who's supposed to be the pound for pound best woman's fighter in the world. Correct. We can draft. Yeah, I mean, I think she's trying to sell herself. She's trying to create stuff that's not there. And what she ends up doing is making herself look bad. But what I don't understand is when you get to this point, I'm going to give Clarissa her her credit. She is good. She's the best out there. That's why I just, it blows my mind when she has to pull these just stupid antics and makes herself look terrible. You're good. Because don't you think, her being the best. And I think, I don't think there's any debate about that necessarily. I don't think so either. Right. Like she's the best. Shouldn't women be coming to her rather than the other way around. Yeah. And exactly. Right. It's like, I don't, I don't get it. Like, you know what? I understand why she was there for the most part, because she was supporting um, Fran Khan who actually she'd fought before, but I get it, but I don't get the following her into the press conference and just trying to be the, the, Whatever. And you're just interrupting it and you weren't giving her her due. And it is disrespectful. You know what? As a boxer myself, we just know that there's there's a fine line to where you can sell yourself, but then you're also being disrespectful to the other person. Okay. That was disrespectful. Let her have her moment. Okay. There is a moment. Call her into the ring. Do your thing there. But you followed her to the press conference where it was way after the fight where she's getting asked questions now by the media after her victory. And you're still being an a-hole. I mean, I don't get that part. Well, you got to, I mean, there's got to be other people at work involved in that too. I mean, they're, they're trying to create something that's probably not there. It was an interesting exchange basically uh, uh, Clarissa wanting the the rematch to be on U.S. soil, which I don't blame her. She's the the champ with those belts, so you would think it's her decision for that. Um, uh, but uh, but Savannah Marshall basically saying, "I'm not going to fight you in Detroit. You couldn't fill up a bus. Of rather, you couldn't even fill up an arena, let alone a bus. So why would I bother going out there? It, it was pretty the, pretty funny. Yeah, that's the thing. And you know what? Here's the deal. Yes, um, Clarissa Shields is the champion. So she should call the shots. However, if you want to fight in Detroit, fight in Detroit, but you're not going to make as much money. So if you want Savannah Marshall to come over there, you're going to have to pay her quite a bit, but then also realize that you're not going to make the money because you don't deserve the money unless you fill an arena. And Savannah Marshall is correct. She fills arenas. So if Clarissa wants to make that money, then yes, go over and fight her. But Clarissa, if you want to do it for legacy, for whatever else, then yeah, go ahead and fight in Detroit. It won't sell. 
Okay. The only thing I can think of here's here's what here's what boxing needs alone, and this would take a lot of different promotional companies working together, making it happen, and people you know swallowing their pride. You gotta have the ultimate women's card. You gotta have those two fight each other. You gotta have uh, Serrano taking on uh, Katie Taylor again. You gotta oh, have wow. a third lineup on that card too. I mean, something that's really gonna draw Alicia it. Baumgartner a rematch with Mayer. Yeah. Like, yes. you know, a lot of those now guys. Baumgartner, I think, is fighting in Detroit coming up soon. And you know what? She's gonna sell more tickets than than a Clarissa Shield is going to because number one, she's talented. Number two, you know, and I hate it to be all about this because it's not. She's talented. She's an awesome boxer. She's pretty. She has kind of that vibe. She has that that thing. She has the. She's factor. got the sex appeal. We can be honest. But she she's got the she's got she's the prettier it factor. than Clarissa. She's got the it factor, and you know what? When it comes to trash talk, she doesn't sound like she's fumbling over her own words, and you can't tell what she's saying, uh, like a like a shield. So, anyways, we can trap. That could be on the horizon. Savannah Marshall, Clarissa Shields, too. That's another undisputed versus undisputed. Who knows? We might see that by the end of the year. Uh, but you wanted to talk uh, about a big heavyweight fight, or come, I mean, a heavyweight fight that I think we need to pay attention to, especially one of the fighters there that happened this weekend. Correct. Yeah, we had Jared uh, Big Baby Anderson. They, he calls himself the real Big Baby because there's a Jarrell Miller, Big yep. Baby Miller, who actually was supposed to fight um, Anthony Joshua, got tested positive for steroids, and that's when Andy Ruiz filled in and stopped Joshua, by the way. It was mm. a good little input there. But so Jared Anderson is super young. The guy is undefeated. I mean, he headlined in Cleveland, Ohio, or it was in Toledo, Ohio, and that's where he's from. He headlined a show there. I believe it was... It was pretty packed there, and the kid's very young, and he's supposed to be the next great American heavyweight, and that's what we're all looking for. We still have Deontay Wilder, so they kind of casually look over Deontay Wilder, who I think Deontay Wilder smokes Jared Anderson right yeah, now. Yeah. So that's why, listen, I like the kid, but there was something that was glaring to me because they did this big piece on uh, Jared Anderson, and it just I struggled with it because – the kid said he only wants to be pro for a couple more years. He doesn't see this as lifetime thing. And I was just like, it just struck me wrong. I was like, if you want to be heavyweight champion of the world, you can't have that mindset because things are going to get tough in that ring. When things get tough in that ring, if your mindset is, well, I'm not going to do this for very long. I don't think you grit down and bear through one of those because your mindset is like, yeah, I don't want to do this forever. This is not my thing. It is what it is. I want to make some money and get out. I didn't like to hear that. I thought that was very off-putting for sure. I get it. Not everybody wants to box for the rest of their lives is fine. But the way he said it just rubbed me wrong because he's super young. He's talking about retiring at like 25, 26. Super young. But what bothers me more is he fought Charles Martin, who's a former heavyweight champion of the world, who he lost his title to Anthony Joshua. Charles Martin did. He's a lefty. He's pretty solid. He is. But he was probably one of the weaker heavyweight champions of the world, to be honest. But he hurt big baby he hurt him a couple different times mm. and i i literally like with a jab one time so i don't know if jared anderson is the next great american heavyweight he's entertaining i like the kid seems like a great guy but he won a 10 round decision on a guy who took the fight like on 11 days notice mind you as well b money yeah. who also has been starched out of the heavyweight division by a couple different legit heavyweights yeah. and gerald took he, or jared took him 10 rounds, went the distance. He won. He did win, but Jared was hurt a couple different times. He also put Miller or uh, Martin down like in the second or third, but Martin went the distance, man. On 11 days notice, you have to get this guy out of there, and he did yeah. it. So I, I struggle with that. 
Yeah, I th- I'm the overall picture of the heavyweight division is kind of confusing to me right now. We can travel. It's not exciting to me. There's not a lot of clarity. Uh, you have uh, one champ fighting or, or saying he's going to have this fight or that fight looking at possibly somebody. I, it's just it doesn't make a lot of sense. You got Usyk that kind of has just kind of gone off the face of the planet a bit, uh, which he's not a vocal guy anyways. I think you got Anthony Joshua rematching. Um, uh, uh, I can't remember his name. Uh, White. It looks like Gillian White. Gillian White. Is that set yet? I don't even know if that's even set yet. Yeah, it's just the, there's just not a cl- lot of clarity to that. So these young guys who have the opportunity to make a name for themselves need to step up. Yeah, where the, Whether it is as Anderson, whether it is my guy, Richard Torres Jr., who he's fighting August 12th. Hey. Uh, hey, so there you go. These guys need to make a statement right now because the heavyweight division itself feels like it's getting a little older and 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 nothing's really happening. Uh, and I think this is the best time to step on the gas, but obviously uh, Jared Anderson didn't get that message. So, yeah, you're know. right. And listen, I, I, I actually, I do think there's some clarity because I think Tyson Fury is the best in the whole division. I do. Usyk is right there. I don't know who wins that fight. Who if they fight. I'd love to see it. I think Fury wins it. I think Fury deserves the respect of Fury is the champion and he is, should be the only champion because I think he's the best. I do, but he does need to fight. We need to see him with Joshua. We need to see him with Usyk. Yeah, that's what we I mean. We need to see him with like, like we need to see that for sure. And we're not. And that's where the heavyweight division is missing out um, on these blockbuster type of fights. But Tyson Fury sells every time he fights, no matter what. We all complain about him, but as soon as he fights, he sells out arenas. He sells out pay-per-view stuff. So he, he kind of does whatever he wants to do. But there's going to come a time when he can't do that. So he better just slurp it up now because there's going to be a moment when he can't do that. Um, I also real quick about the worst way to put it. (laughs) You want him to slurp it up now? (laughs) Well, yeah, but uh, Canelo, by the way, left DAZN and matchroom boxing and Eddie Hearn. And he signed this contract, by the way. So DAZN is struggling right now. I also canceled my DAZN membership because the price went up and there's pay-per-view and all this other crap. Whoa, 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 whoa. They got your new boy. They got Berlanga, man. They got Berlanga over there. You said he was a nice guy. I think he is a nice guy. Yeah. But I can still talk the truth about his boxing. He's the face of DAZN now. He's the face of DAZN. They got problems then. Yeah, well, they think about problems. it. They so, got problems because I listen. I like Berlanga. I do. I want him on the show as well. But I'm sorry, right now he hasn't proven to me that he's he's a super middleweight. He's 168. Okay, that's Canelo. I well, ha- I think that he gets that was part of the selling Canelo. point to him joining Eddie Hearn over there was that Eddie Hearn was going to give him Canelo at some point. Yes, not and anymore. Then Canelo leaves. Yeah, so. yeah. Or is you better Canelo, protect him. Is Canelo Canelo ducking? Berlanga. Yeah, you know what? It's crazy because every time this is when you know you're great, by the way, is every time Canelo <clears throat> makes a fight, no matter who he makes the fight with, he's ducking somebody. Ducking someone else, yeah. Every time. And you know what? Who I don't know. Maybe he is ducking Benavides. Who knows? But I have enough respect, and Canelo's earned enough respect for people. The guy doesn't duck anybody, B Money. He goes up to light heavyweight and loses. Or or wins because he beat Kovalov and then he lost to Bival. He 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 dares to be great. Like he turned pro. I looked it up. He turned pro at 139 pounds. Yeah. B money. He went from 140 to 147 to 154 to 160 to 168 to 175. Yeah. Give me a break. This yeah. guy's not ducking nobody. Yeah. 
I'm mean, sorry, listen, he's earned the right, even if he was, he's earned the right to, because how many millions of dollars does he make every time he fights? Exactly right. A and sick you know what? He makes a lot of people money. He makes yeah. everybody around him money. So good well, for spe- him. Speaking of making a lot of money, we have some upcoming fights on the calendar that, that we have yet to really discuss in depth. I think next week on episode 128, we probably will. Uh, but let's talk uh, here coming up later this month in July. We finally have Terrence Crawford and Errol Spence Jr. Holy crap, a fight that you have been harping on for years. Both uh, of know, us. I'm, I'm not st- saying only you. I'm still not holding my breath. I mean, I'm kind of waiting for it to finally happen, right? I mean, we want to get super excited and we don't want something to happen at the last minute, but that's a big one. That's a big one. We haven't had a chance and opportunity to talk about it because we've been off show, off air for a bit, but yeah, that's coming up. We'll talk more in depth of that fight. So that's coming up. What, what's the July date on that July one? July 29th. And that fight is in Vegas, right? I think so. I think so. Uh, and then coming up August 5th, we've got Jake Paul, Nate Diaz from Dallas. And they just turned that fight into a 10-rounder, by the way. Yes, they did. Which is yes, actually a big deal. Which benefits Diaz. For, for Jake Paul to accept that, that's interesting. Because that de- definitely does benefit uh, Nate Diaz on that one. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know who it benefits. We'll see when that fight happens who it benefits. Because once it gets longer, we'll see who's got the, the stamina and the endurance to go that long. I said. think, you know what? <laughs> Dude, honest to God, though, this is a good fight. Like, yeah. I think this is an entertaining fight. Like, it's entertaining. Maybe, yes. Let's call it entertaining. Let's there not call go. it good. It's entertaining. It's in, in a way, I'm saying good, not technically boxing good. No, but it's good. And what nobody's discussing right now is Jake Paul has a new trainer. Shane Mosley is training mm-hmm. Jake Paul again, who actually originally was training Jake Paul and BJ Flores ended up filling in for Shane Mosley. And then Jake ended up liking it and kept him for two to three years, but then he lost one fight and now he gets rid of his whole team essentially. Um, But Jake Paul's got a new trainer and now also it's a 10 rounder. Like we'll see. I'm curious because to be fair, B money, I haven't seen a lot of stuff about this fight. Have you? No, no. I think they're just biding their time because it'd be hard to promo this thing before Crawford and Spence Jr., I think. But I think we're yeah. going to get beaten over the face with it for that two weeks in between. It's a good fight. I'm going to buy it. It's a good fight in the in the, in the in the way of it's very entertaining. There you go. I think it's going to be entertaining because Nate Diaz, as you know, you're a UFC guy. You like UFC. Nate Diaz is entertaining. This yeah. guy is a guy who gives two craps about anything so i want to see him fight i think it'll be awesome terrence crawford errol spence is going to be amazing also earl spence's uh new training partner is ryan garcia by the way he's down there in texas he's not his training partner but he's getting trained by the same coach so he's in the gym with him all of that's what i meant but uh interesting because that's your boy uh, why? Why? Because I use his soaps <laughs> because uh no i'm just kidding i don't <laughs> So, I mean, that rounds out the schedule pretty much. And I still think that I said it towards the beginning of the year and I still claim it 2023. It's the Jordan year of boxing, meaning we have gotten great fights, man. I think this is going to be the best year in a really long time overall with the amount of great fights happening. I think this is amazing. We're getting undisputed well, fighting each other now. We're getting Crawford Spence. We got T. Fuma Lopez versus Josh Taylor. We had Lomachenko versus Evan Hay. There's been a lot of competitive matchups, man, that we wouldn't normally see. But you know what we need? And, and I think it goes back to one of the old adages that we had said many, like a couple of years ago. Uh, as the heavyweight division goes, so goes boxing. We need a big time announcement for towards the end of the year, in my opinion, to really round out that Jordan year to say, wow, 2023, top to bottom was 
freaking phenomenal, including this big time heavyweight fight that happened, which I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. We'll see. I mean, we, so now we have a blockbuster September fight happening, which is Canelo. The next normally on the schedule, mark my words here, December is the next possible slot yep. for a big time heavyweight pay-per-view. I'm predicting we will see it. Therefore, it's going to be the greatest year of boxing. All right. Well, that's a long uh, time. And that's where we'll end it, folks. Episode 127. If you have yet to subscribe, please do so below. If you are, we appreciate it. Give us a thumb up. Give us a like. If you're on YouTube, Rumble, wherever it is, please subscribe below. Comment below. If you have anything to add, please, uh, please do so. Or if you're listening to us on the audio app, Spotify and the like, we are there as well. Just follow that content. We appreciate all the support. We can try. Any final comments? Uh, happy 4th of July, guys. Um, I love this country. Very patriotic. I know you are as well. I love everything about our country. I love how imperfectly perfect we are. Mm. Um, I just wish everybody the best. Please be safe. Fireworks are dangerous, people. I don't want to hear any crazy stories coming out the next day because there is going to be a bunch of them. However, I love the 4th of July. I love America. Also, I love Blanton's. Thanks a lot to... Hagen O'Reilly's, Roasted Spirit, Wine Regions, Lewis and Frankie. I love you guys. Out there in Winter Garden. Um, So we can travel. And yes, this drops after the 4th of July. So hopefully if you're listening to us, you still have all 10 fingers and weren't a statistic in the emergency room on the 4th of July. That over there is the talent we can travel. That there is B-Money, a.k.a. producer, a.k.a. I'm so glad to be back, brother. It's awesome. I'm also now older, so I'm wiser. Mm -hmm. But Welcome to the 40s club, all right? <laughs> God bless.